What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I am Caroline. And we are here to talk about some spooky shit. Yep. Live and in person. Tired. (laughs) I am also extremely tired. We had quite the weekend. (laughs) I know. I'm like, it's it's not even like because we went out two nights in a row. It's because I never go out. (laughs) And we went out two nights in a row. And now my body's like, why? I just Why did like you do that. I will go out usually like once, like once a week. Like I'll do something. Like not necessarily go out, out, but like mm-hmm. never on a Sunday, ever on a Sunday. No. So the idea, the fact that we did that on a Sunday, I and yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so outside of my Sunday realm, where I'm usually like horizontal the whole day. Same. 100% yeah. same. Or just so like now, filled like with energy and cleaning my house. <laughs> See, I want one of those. Mm. It's been a while since I had one of those. <laughs> um, as I'm looking around my just trashed apartment. Yeah, I mean, truly same. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a leading question? Yeah, I guess to fit in our theme today we're gonna to be talking about haunts and haunted houses uh you guys may have if you're following us on any social media platform you'll have seen that grace and i had a back-to-back haunt weekend which was really great um so we're gonna be talking about that and also some uh you know haunts that we haven't been to that we will never want to go we'll to never go to <laughs> so i guess my leading question for you is what was the f- i know that your first haunt was Disney's Haunted Mansion, so I'm not going to ask what your first haunt was, but what was the first time you ever, you personally paid money to be scared at a haunt? Um, it was definitely, so the first one I went to was w- at Statesville, which mm. was put on by the same company now yeah. as Hell's Gate. Yep. And Statesville was like, in in junior high, Statesville was like the end-all, be-all scariest haunted house in the world mm-hmm. to us at least yeah, so of like, course. oh man you went to statesville when i was like 12 yeah. with my friend's mom because she was into that lots of street cred yeah um so they kind of ruined me in that regard because they set the bar really high but there was also a couple years when like um rob zombie brought his haunted house to the odium and it, the, that was fucking awesome. That was just like one that I think I paid for twice. Yeah. Did you go through the same in the same night or? No, no. It was like Ellie and I went and then like a few days later I went with like a group of other people like we should do this. Yeah. Because this was so fun. What about you? I think I I feel like I've had like not definitely not as much experience in haunted houses as you have. Like I did I would do the Anoka thing, but the first time I think I ever paid for a haunted house was the haunted house at the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> Which is like just like an old mansion like in the Minnesota State Fair grounds. It's there year round and they like I mean, it's high budget for like where it is, but I don't know. I remember being extremely scared. I think I was probably I was with like my friends Maddie and Alex, and Alex was like two years younger than us. That's my cousins' names, Maddie and Alex. Al- Alex and Maddie. We do huh. Alex and Maddie. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. They maybe they're your cousins. Maybe I've just been secretly <laughs> hanging out with your cousins for in Hinsdale. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But like Alex is two years younger than us. And I think we were probably like 13. And so she was like 11. And so she was so, so scared. I just remember her like holding onto my hand so tightly and it like sweating really, really badly and getting like kind of annoyed about it being like, God, like I just like I want like free range of motion here. Like I need to be able to jump out of the way. (laughs) But I don't like I really don't have like a strong memory of it or of the experience. But yeah, we also just went to two of the best in in our area so we did. those are probably front of mind yeah they were i mean let's talk let's get into it so yeah. on saturday night we went to the old joliet haunted prison mm-hmm. which was it was the first year that it was there right no so they've always had it but they were acquired by 13th floor oh that's what it is okay yeah, yeah so they had a whole new production and crew mm-hmm um a bigger budget so it's in basically it's this old prison from what the the 1800s yeah they they used to have they used to hold like civil war prisoners like Mm -hmm. confederate soldiers so it is the chicagoland's only haunted house located inside a real abandoned prison it's open now through November 5th, 2022. It's in Joliet, Illinois, if you guys want to take a little road trip out there. Like um, a pilgrimage. And it features two main attractions for this year. There was the Abominations, dormant for centuries. The Abominations are tragic beings, hungry for the companionship of living flesh, cursed with an insatiable appetite. They cannot help but feast upon the innocent <laughs> souls they capture. Condemning everyone to eternal suffering. I'm sorry, that doesn't really count as an attraction to me. Like, I, that doesn't describe our experience. (laughs) No, it just sounds sad. But, you know, they gave us goddamn laser guns. They did. So there were three. This was a fun one because it was kind of a three parter and it wasn't, it wasn't just one long immersive experience. It was like three kind of like five to 10 minute little, um, attractions yeah so the first one was like physically in the prison Mm -hmm. and that one was kind of like i feel like it was like torture doctor themed like evil doctor lots of like prosthetics uh like of like half people being ripped in half and like being on tables (laughs) and i don't know i liked it because it was like actually in like the creepiest part was like you're walking through like an actual old prison so each cell is like completely dark and like half of the cells like had people in them or they had like like prosthetic people in them so you were just like oh god like what's gonna be there next like (laughs) Like, is this one gonna move or is that one gonna move yeah yeah definitely and then so the second part first of all we thought the first one was it yeah, and we and were then like, okay. We go to the concession stand <laughs> after, and they're like, did you go to the second one? And we're like, you mean like this cornhole thing that they have? They had like, it said attraction two, and yeah. there was an arrow, and I just thought the attraction was cornhole. The cornhole, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, there's legitimately two other haunted houses. And, and we, we were, were like, like oh. oh. <laughs> well, that makes, because I was like, I mean, we drove like, you know an hour out here to get here and then like it was like a five minute haunted house i was like yeah you know it was scary it was spooky but and, and then we had didn't have to pay for it no well i think yeah. i would have been mad if i had paid and it was that short and it was only that but yeah. then we went to the second one which definitely redeemed i i feel like was probably the most fun one yeah that's that's when we walked in and there's a guy at the counter and he put up two like 
guns. And he was like, well, shoot, shoot at their necks. Have fun. And we were like, oh, okay. It was like, so it's basically like laser tag, but with zombies. So basically we're in like a labyrinth and you're just kind of running through it and haunt actors are jumping out at you and you're just supposed to shoot them they're all wearing like little like collars with like the mm-hmm. laser stuff in it and you're just supposed to shoot them at their heads and then when you do shoot them they stop running after you which was like very immersive and very fun it was very fun and i liked that we didn't research it ahead of time because mm-hmm. i had no idea that that was no happen. so that was a great surprise to be handed just like an assault rifle a laser assault rifle and be like <laughs> go for it ladies and we were like what <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But then the last one. Yeah. Okay. The last one I have mixed feelings about because it was fucked up in a way that it made you feel physically fucked up. It was probably the most genuinely afraid that I was the entire time. Like I was, I have never felt that fucked up like sober before. (laughs) If you have a seizure disorder or might have one. Do not go. If you, if anyone in your family has a seizure disorder, like I would say, skip it. Just maybe, just like stop at the second one. Maybe go back through the laser tag again. Like it. That, yeah. Like this is not for you because it is literally a strobe light the entire time to the point where it's. I mean, well, it probably took five seven minutes to get through it, mm-hmm. and it's strobing so hard the whole time that like within a minute your your center of gravity is like completely off and you have no. It doesn't feel like you're walking in real life it just feel it feels like it's like five in the morning you've been drinking since like t- noon maybe and <laughs> you've taken Thursday. like a quite <laughs> quite an assortment of drugs and you're like in the spinning mode where you're like trying yeah. to lay down and you can't and you, like whenever you close your eyes you're like spinning that's how it felt except for we were sober and standing up and like trying to run through being chased by chainsaws through yeah. oh my god that was the chainsaw one too. <laughs> that was the chainsaw oh one. my god i was ge- yeah that one genuinely had me the thing i think that got me the most was they just had this blank room that was filled with um the smoke like dense oh my god couldn't see the hand in front of your face and strobe light yeah so you didn't know if an actor was gonna come out or like that was the one that I had to grab onto you. I was like, yeah. I don't think I can walk through this. No, it was because yeah. oh, oh, the thing that got me in that one is there's there's a part of it where it's kind of built on a slope, and so you're you walk into like I think it's supposed to be like a doctor's office or something. Yeah, and you walk into it, and like this is after like maybe four minutes of being so disoriented and like really feeling like you're on every drug imaginable <laughs> and like you can barely walk, and then you walk into this room that's built on a slope, so it, it seems Goes like you're walking straight, but you're like walking up, and it's so you're like, what is happening? It's like yeah. one of those creepy places where like things roll up, like upwards or something, you know, like one of those like yeah. strange houses, like like in New Mexico, <laughs> yeah, like. I I was very happy to be out of that one, but I also was very I was pleased by how scared I was in that because I was just like this I could die here it like was <laughs> genuine it was genuine fear for sure because you just like it's so disorienting like there was points where I was just walking around with my eyes closed and like bumping into things because that was the only way I felt normal. <laughs> <laughs> so although it was um, impactful, I don't think I would willingly go through that one again. No, I don't think I would either. I mean, because that yeah. like felt 
Yeah. I felt like very, said. very dizzy after after we got up with that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the last one. Mm-hmm. And oh, God, this guy fucking cornered me in a corner with a chainsaw in yeah. the disorienting house. And that's what gets me the most is the chainsaws. Yeah. And I agree. So, yeah, I might have peed a little bit. but He okay. was really he actually, I think, felt bad, though, because we were both like just so confused and like clearly just like not we did not. First of all, like, how does he work in there? Like, how do you work in like, how are you an actor in that haunt? Like, I don't understand how you can stand more than like five minutes of that just as maybe they have glasses on i like literally wasn't even looking at their faces i was just looking at he wasn't wearing i don't think he was wearing glasses like i think he was dressed regularly just with makeup on if i remember correctly yeah because it was kind of a labyrinth situation and so there it was a maze and so he like kind of cornered us into a part of the maze where we couldn't go anywhere and we were both like oh what do we do and he was just like oh you guys got caught in my trap ladies like just go this way it's all right it's all right and like po- like had to like basically like shepherd us out like with his chainsaw like, like point the way okay? <laughs> he's like these no. girls are gonna actually throw up if i don't <laughs> <laughs> no. well no there was a point where it was me a guy and he had the chainsaw across me yeah in a corner oh god <laughs> and i was like fuck i think and then because I run through these things, y'all. Yeah. No, she... I've never seen... Like, literally, like, Grace, we walked in together, and, like, all of a sudden, she was gone. I was like, what the hell? Like, where did she go? She just took off running. I was like, I'm trying to, like, see the sights, you know? Like, I'm trying to, like, take take it all in. Like, take a look at all the... And I'm like, Caroline, you're like a sitting duck. (laughs) We gotta get through it. It's like it's survival mode. Just automatically kicks in, and I, like, am hopping around corners and trying to i guess it makes it a little less fun because i'm like ha that one's real i'm like that one's real (laughs) like jumping in front of i yeah i love haunted houses but as soon as i'm in them i'm like get me out like get me the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) so yeah overall i it was definitely a fun night um as we always say and as you always should Buy a skip the line pass. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because we for uh, any of these. Yeah, yeah, we were really grateful to old Juliet Haunted Prison for giving us VIP passes, so we didn't have to wait at all. But there was a line that was probably like an hour long that we would have mm-hmm. had to wait in for the first house. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to wait. It's like it's like a ride. I mean, it's kind of just like yeah. You do you really want to wait an hour for like five minutes of adrenaline? Sure. Like I guess. Yeah. And you you get pumped up and stuff, but... Yeah, it, I guess it's been a while since I've had to wait that long, but I'm guessing, like, the anticipation would... Mm-hmm. Probably you know, make you more scared. You yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely yeah. recommend that one. It's it's a fun one. And, I mean, the good thing about that is that it's so close to where we went on Sunday, so after you get done... It was literally down the same street. Yeah, it's not... It's maybe not even a mile away. We're driving there, and I was like, this seems like the exact same small town we drove through last night. This is so weird. Yeah, all these small towns in America... They like, all look the same. <laughs> They all have the same main street. And then we drove by this theater that we had very clearly seen the day before. And we were like, oh, no, it's literally this the same. This is literally town. the same. <laughs> us, us never leaving the city being like, all towns look the same. Yeah. But okay. this one was really fun because we went to Hell's Gate early while the actors were still getting ready. We were, like, invited to do some interviews. And um, we were also invited to go backstage um, and, like, watch them get pumped up, which was so cool, which was, like, it really... I w- 
we were both kind of afraid that it would ruin the experience for us, but it right, actually like, like really heightened it. Like it, cause it was totally spooky. It's like they have a, a, a ritual like mosh pit thing they do mm-hmm. every week to get pumped up for the show. And then like they dance to a, like a fun song. And yep. then the head of, um, gives, gives like a, pump up speech yeah and like a very inspiring yeah speech that i was like we were was all like, kind this of is like awesome yeah i was like you know what i feel like i could do anything too <laughs> <laughs> well and he was nice enough to shout us out so all the han actors looked at us yeah they knew once. who we were and then like fucked with us incessantly once we got into yes. the haunt itself yes. um but we talked to two haunt actors mm-hmm. i'm gonna play those interviews right now so let's let's Enjoy. take a listen, shall we? My name is Devin, and I play Bruises at Hell's Gate Haunted House. Hell yeah. <laughs> and um, how did you fall into this line of work? Well, I started going to the haunt when I was about like 12 or 13 years old, and just by chance, the closest haunt to my house was Statesville Haunted Prison. Mm-hmm. And I started going there with my friends, and I fell in love with it, and... I was too young and my parents wouldn't let me work there yet. And then when I got into high school, I was in marching band, so I didn't have time to do it. But then senior year rolled around and my friends started bringing me to volunteer. And I never left. And now I'm a front of house actor and I don't foresee me leaving anytime soon. I love it. I love that. And I know there was a transition from uh, Statesville to Hell's Gate this year. How's it been going? Um, so we have two days under our belt. Uh, it's right. Def- it's we're, here, we're here at the, here very, at the very beginning, beginning of the season. <laughs> um, so it's it's been a learning curve. It's definitely a different energy, but I've For been sure. saying this from the get-go. Like, my, like, heavy heart of Statesville closing is really overshadowed by my excitement to be here and just, like, stay, like, in the family because there's, re- there's no other people that I would want to do any kind of show like this with um so it's just been really fun and the fact that they let us keep our characters because i was not ready to let this girl go i did i traded in my straight jacket for a corset but other than that (laughs) i'm still rolling around in the dirt tell us about bruises like what's her deal what's her deal um so she's been locked up in a psych ward for most of her formative life years um and then we broke out of the prison once they decided to decimate the Mm -hmm. building and sharky decided it was a great idea to come here sharky yeah she's a great gal i love her that's my wife (laughs) um so we came out here and um i got trapped in the greenhouse and now I'm a crazy plant lady. You're part of the overgrowth. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'm not trying to kill people anymore because now I'm too busy tending to the plants. So, mm-hmm. like, there's silver linings here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what are some, what's, tell us about some of, like, the craziest reactions people have had to you. Like, I never in a million years ever in my life thought that I would ever be capable of making somebody pee their pants. <laughs> but, like, I, like, I've... <laughs> I've done it. You're a peer. I've done it like three times. <laughs> I'll say it too. I'll be like, I'm peeing. I'm peeing. Can you like see it happening, or is it like, are they screaming? No, I'm like, peeing my pants. I mean, no, I I move around a lot. Like, I it's very hard for me to stay in like one place for a long time. So like, I'll like scare, and then I'm like away, and then someone will be like, 
Yo, that girl that you scared like like a minute ago, like she pissed her pants. <laughs> and then um, I, it was last year. I remember I was standing in the line and I, I legitimately did not do a single thing. I just was standing there and I looked over at a girl and she, no, she just started crying. Oh, and I was like, I, you feel kind of, you feel kind of bad sometimes, but like, it's like, if something's funny, like, I'm going to make fun of it. And, like, that's funny. So. I mean, they're, like, choosing to come. Like, no, yeah. You know. No, like, people get upset with us for scaring them. Like, they didn't pay us $30 to do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on. Like, have fun with it. Like, I would say scare us back. But, really, that never works out too well. No. They love to do it, though. People love to go, ah. Right. Sometimes like, I go, ah. <laughs> yeah. To make Just them feel to better. Add to the M, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, how do you get into character? We're backstage right now. We've never been well, in this situation. Well, here specifically, I know that there are a lot of haunts that do similar things, but we have um, like kind of like a pre-show ritual where we play a song, everyone dances, gets really hyped. Um, me, personally, I don't really start feeling like in character until I get like my mouth dying and mm-hmm. I start drooling black. And then I, <laughs> I hear the music out in the tent, and once I start like moving on the ropes, I think that's when I fully like get into it. Um, when, when the pain... When the pain starts to subside from how sore my body is, that's how I know I'm in character. And then later in the evening, I feel it all once more. Is all that the same adrenaline? Time. No, it really yeah. is. Because when I'm out there, like, I'm not me. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's so You're fun. fully bruises. Fully bruises. Yeah. It's you, like true actor. No, the thing like, is, though, I call her bruises because if you could see my skin underneath my costume right now, I am black and blue right now covered in them you go hard no i gotta be anemic or something like because this is unnatural i got a guy for that yeah <laughs> well like let's describe your look here because i want like listeners oh to be able to like understand so it so this is like oh almost a beautiful pirate look our boots are very I've heard, similar honestly did you get them on amazon no i got um, them at target yeah they're like oh yeah no i definitely i got them in the mansion from the darkness I oh didn't yeah get they, manifested, yeah. they manifested they manifested right grace to be wearing the, like the, the exact, exact boots. Same boots. <laughs> I've, um, I've heard um poison ivy meets jack sparrow yeah exactly right. Right. exactly right and i'm a huge pirates of the caribbean fan so uh, and then you've got like some moss on your hair i feel like is that an no. homage to like your plant well because when i was at statesville um i had a, like a ginormous gash on my forehead from like bonking my head on the chairs all day long. yeah no i don't have a scar but what the running storyline here for me is that once I started getting possessed by the darkness, the wound on my forehead closed up. And oh. I was like, that's so sick. Nice. And then moss started growing out of my head. And I was like, oh, no. So, yeah. How long does the makeup take? Um, It used to take me about 20, 25 minutes. But now um, that I've changed my costume and I'm not under a straight jacket and I got all this going on, I think it takes about like 30, 45 now. So you do your own? I do not do my own. Okay. Um, my friend uh, Alex Sharkey, um, she's a brilliant makeup artist. Alex is usually one that does my makeup. She makes me look amazing every single night. Um, I would not be any of this without her. So... That's awesome. Thank you. Thank for you, talking. guys. Yeah, yeah. thank Thanks you. So are you guys like going through the haunt too? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Good. So my name is Sean. I play Captain Pom de la Croix. Uh, French. Is just a little bit of French yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, is basically the main storyline of the house is the captain captain came from overseas to help take care of this lost soul cemetery and stuff. Yeah. So in order to get there, he needed to hire a ship. Mm-hmm. My ship's what brought him over. 
kind of you know, knew my friend was going through a rough time, came out to visit, and then uh, the house didn't let me go. Ooh. So we kind of got stuck in the bowels of the house down, 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 where the lab is and all that stuff. Drowned in a vat of darkness and drowned sailor. Are. Here I am. I and it. she will learn about the darkness later. This of is course. her first This is my first time. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. I am a veteran of a few mm -hmm. years, but... I'm very excited about the merger between oh my goodness. Um, Hell's Gate and Statesville. Absolutely. How's that adjustment been? It honestly, like, I, at, at the beginning, the kids were a little uh, apprehensive. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, man, I don't know if, like, the same type of show will work. And, like, we were just telling them, like, hey, guys, we go through the exact same training. These, this is your family. It's just from across the bridge. And it, there hasn't been any issue. Yeah. It's And you guys like are going to, like... You're taking over now. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Sure. Now that it's all one house, like, our first couple of nights, every spot was full. We were having trouble placing people. Like, oh I don't God. know where to put you. <laughs> like, we have so many of you. Um, actors. You actors, yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Oh, which that's is exciting. the best we were, problem to have. We were at a hunt last night. We won't say which one. But sure. it was definitely very sparse mm -hmm. in terms of actors. It was one of those where you, like... Like, yeah, you're like, is there someone there? You're nope, expecting no, them. There were a lot of mannequins that you would be like, okay, oh, nope, no, no, not, but not we you. But we want the humans. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the undead. Exactly. Yes. Rather. The, the, the ones that move. The zombies. Exactly. Yeah. More than three positions. They're a little more psychological than just like a jump scare. Sure, sure. So how long have you been doing haunt acting? I have been doing specific haunt acting since 2016 okay. when Hell's Gate opened. I've done other kind of horror theater at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. I did mm -hmm. the Dance Macabre, which is the Death Parade. Yep. I've done that for a few years, but that's been pretty much my extent is through this company. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Great. What, like... Were you kind of like a spooky kid? Like, did you go to haunts as a kid or? Actually, no. I was terrified of everything. <laughs> I had night terrors as a kid. Like, I saw the, the remake of the Evil Dead commercial. No! That <laughs> just commercial. messed me up so much. Her just peeking out of the cellar. Like, oh, I had nightmares about us. that <laughs> a little bit. Like, yeah, even that was in my early teens, I still had oh, that. Yeah. And then I did, I did Bristol and I did our first year here. And that... Switch just changed. Becoming the scary thing in the dark yeah. really just changed all of that for me. Now I watch horror movies all the time. I love going to haunt. You know, the few times a haunt actor can go to a haunt. Yeah. Right. But, like, it's it's now my favorite thing. It's just a complete 180. That's so funny. Is there anything specific you do to get in character for your part? Absolutely. Um, so one of the big things that we kind of teach of our actors is uh, the technique of where you lead from. The character would leads from, like, either they lead from the chest. Like, a character who leads from the chest is a lot more prideful, a lot more, you know, like, overseeing. One from the head is a lot more sneaky. One from the waist, maybe a little bit more lustful. Maybe yeah. Back for. You can see that all throughout, like, all these character actors there. Like, I get... I start through movement is how I kind of move, and then through awesome. the voice, and then through just kind of how I mo walk moving around. It's all very physical. I've for me. always wondered, like, how do you guys go without losing your voice every night? Projection, projection, projection. <laughs> the diaphragm. Exactly the diaphragm. Yes. You gotta I learn. I think of that when I'm running and screaming yeah, yeah. through these things. Because I feel like I, I lost my, my voice, voice last night. night. Oh, Although yeah. we were, like, scream singing in the car on the way back home. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the point, because you're on this adrenaline high. Oh, yeah. After leaving, that you're like, 
Put some loud music on. Let's fucking sing. Let's go. Let's get ready. <laughs> what's like, tell us about like some of the craziest reactions people have had to you, like scaring them. Like what's the craziest thing someone's done? I, okay. I had, so my section comes from this top of the slide, which you'll see up into slide. the crate oh, room. Yes. Uh, I will crawl up the slide. Uh, very little, little spoiler there. But there's a time I crawled up, and you always take a chance if you get a little bit closer. Yeah. You know, we, like we learn our distance, but the sometimes you take. Right? Yeah, right. And this poor woman was so confused. She just grabbed my shoulders, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know why I did that." <laughs> and I'm like, "You're fine. You want to slide?" And like, do you oh want God. to slide together? And then like I just hopped on the slide next to her, like we held hands, and we went. To, and she was so confused and like concerned, and she was like scared of me, but didn't want to let go of my hand. <laughs> So I just walked her through the rest of my section and like, are you good to go? She's like, uh-huh, okay. And I'm like, goodbye, my friend, I'll see you. That's so cool to like being able to adapt to different people's energy. Like we were talking oh, yeah. about this on the way here. I am definitely like a runner. Yeah, she just oh, yeah. like, goes I in and will like book it. And I'm like, I want to look, I want to see all the decor. Mm -hmm. Also be a fr like, woo -hoo -hoo. Like, <laughs> like, I try and get in front of the gems. I'm like, fear, there, there are so many different fear responses that yeah. it's, it's, it's so funny to see like, oh, are you going to be a laugh? Like falling on the floor laughing? Oh, yeah. we were laughing yeah. the whole time, oh, yeah. but it's just scream like laughing. scream yeah, laughing. Yeah, the scream yep. laugh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, it, it produces more serotonin than an actual laugh, which is why I love haunt scenes. Yeah. Because it's got that adrenaline it just pumping does. through. It does. You go home and you're like, it's yeah! Like, I did it! <laughs> I saw so many things! Yeah. Well, yes. As the last person we interviewed, Bruises, yes, said, um, my mom started bringing me to haunts at 12. Mm -hmm. Started at Statesville. And it's just been such a cool progression to see how elaborate and amazing oh, things yeah. have gotten. Just like the increase in production and it's so cool and I'm super excited to see the union, mm -hmm. yep. the zombie army, like it's gonna be I'm super really cool. stoked as a first timer. The giant slide really got me. I'm ready. It's I can't That's wait. That's how we got him. <laughs> yep. He would not come until, until he heard this slide. <laughs> well, we'll make sure that it's all nice and ready for you guys. Oh, all yeah. correct. Yeah. Gotta live up to the hype. Well, thank Very you so nice It was so nice to meet you. you. So, those were some awesome actors. Um, Bruises was super cool. She was working the line, which is why we didn't see her inside. Mm -hmm. Yes, she so, was. And I think um, she probably went inside later, but we were there, like I said, pretty early. So we like kind of got like one of the first walkthroughs of the night. Right. And it was awesome being there that early because it was like a three, four hour experience. Like mm -hmm. we left at like 10. Yeah, it was great. And we got there at six. -ish. But the, the captain who we spoke to, he was in there. And like there was a point where we were walking through this house and he was just literally everywhere. It was like he was teleporting. He'd be like, yeah. hello. And then you'd be like, you'd walk like 10 feet and like suddenly he'd be in front of you. And you're like, how did you get like what? What's happening? <laughs> he was like popping out everywhere. We were like, this is incredible. So I guess let's talk through that experience because that was the I think so far that is the best haunted house that I've ever been to in my life and I know yes. that like I'm I'm not spoiled like you are and <laughs> have not have not had like that many you know intensive haunted house experiences but that was really fun so it like yeah. starts off walking through the woods and there's like all these little haunted things in the woods there's like giant skeletons there's like 
little places you have to go through where you're like crouched down you're like inside of i don't even know how to describe that it was like a boat slash cocoon like very weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like an encasing wooden structure that you Mm -hmm. had to like duck down into and my favorite was the river the laser beam river that Mm -hmm. had like the smoke under it and you had to walk through it and there were like actors hiding in it yeah and it was was so funny because so this is all outside before you even get to the haunted house and caroline's boyfriend came with us and i was like no this is just like the line (laughs) like to get up yeah like like, we're not even there yet (laughs) (laughs) no like and there was one point where we were walking i think it was when like a shed in the middle of the woods or something that was like all full of um of smoke and you mm-hmm. just like as you do you just like took off and jace was like <laughs> he was like uh there she goes she, he's like we lost her we lost her she's gone <laughs> i just it's like people are always like oh you're going first you oh, you think you're tough and i was like no i just really don't want to be at the back no like the I- back is the scariest part for me the funniest thing is we coming. were kind of in a group. So it was the three of us. And there was this couple that we were kind of with the whole time. And like the couple was like this, like they're probably like 18, 19, like young teenage couple. Mm-hmm. And the, the dude had Coraline tattooed behind his ear. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like, me and Jay saw that. And we're both like, well, that is a weird omen. Like, I don't know yeah. what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so we like go, you get through the woods and then you like go into the house itself, which is like guarded by what's her name? Mother. The mother of the house. Yeah. She's like this badass, like all in black, but with super white skin and like those white eyes. Yeah. She's wearing um, like a corset dress and like a yeah. kind of like a veil. Like she looks like a bride, but like a wearing like black, all black. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like so hot and so spooky. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. She was great. So, yeah, they line you up outside the haunted house. And of course, they have to pace things out. The best part is not feeling like you're crowded. Mm-hmm. Like, not no, feeling was... like there's just a long line of people going through it. But they, yeah. like, do it in batches. Yeah. So, that yeah. I really appreciate. The thing I really liked about this one is that it felt like I was in a video game or, like, I was following a story yes. the whole time. Whereas, like, at, at Juliet, it was more, like, small little experiences. It each was no encapsulated. It didn't feel like it was a part of a larger story. But this, it was kind of everything and every character, like, had a backstory and really tied into what was going on. So it was, I don't know, it was very fun. So there were, like, these creepy twins that introduced us to the house and then jumped on top of us and then you'd run into the <laughs> fireplace. And, yeah. I mean, there was just... So many different rooms in this house. There was the kitchen that was just like these creepy giant dudes like cutting slabs of meat and like hanging <laughs> bodies everywhere. And you're like, ah, and then there's the doll room. It was just like oh, these yeah. creepy little girls with dolls everywhere. Like just there so, were so many porcelain dolls. Mm-hmm. You guys, it was not cool. Not cool at all. But the best, my favorite room was by far, there was a, a, a dragon room. There's yeah. a room with a giant dragon. Like, multi, I think there were two dragons in that there room. There were two dragons. Like, animatronic yeah. dragons. And that I think that was also the room that um, our friend the captain was in. Yeah, And so, was. like, while I'm trying to, like, marvel at these dragons, he's, like, popping in and out, like, being like, ha! And I'm like, oh, my God. Because they're, like, disney size animatronics. Yeah. Huge. Like, they, the production value of this attraction is just... Top, unreal, 
so much fun. It was so crazy. And then there was a slide after and the drive. Yeah. You take a, a random slide. Yeah. It was it was really, really, really fun. And at one point, they, like, separated Grace from, from us and, like, put her in the very, very front. Because they're like, oh, you like being in front? Well, and I was good. Like, oh, damn it. And we were like, oh, God, they took her. <laughs> I like the best part was they kept doing this thing to Jace. They would separate me from him because I was behind him. And then there would be like, instead of me, he'd like turn around to talk to me or look at me or grab an my actor. hand. And it would just be like a creepy actor with terrifying face. He'd be like, you're not Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's so fun to go through with someone who hasn't like been to a haunted house yeah. in a long time. It like, was really it was, fun to go through with that him. That makes it really fun. Yeah. And he had a great time, too. Like, we we all, like, really had such a yeah. good time. I can't say enough good things about that. And the pulled pork nachos at the end were also pretty good. <laughs> Just a bow on top. Yeah. Just a bow on top. So, yeah, definitely, if you guys are in the area, the first one was Joliet, Old Joliet Haunted Prison. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think because I'm wearing merch right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. You're wearing Hell's Gate. <laughs> yeah. And the second one is Hell's Gate in Lockport and the other ones in Joliet. So if mm-hmm. you guys are within I would drive for this. We drove we drove over like an hour. Yeah, it's like a 45 minute drive from well, it's like a 40 minute drive from my house on the south side from mm-hmm. from Grace's house on the north side. It's probably be like it's like an hour, hour and a half depending on yeah. the time that you take. But even but- from like Milwaukee, I think I would make the mm-hmm. drive. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd make. And like, if you're going to make the drive, you might as well go to both in one night. Yeah, hit both because they're right there. Mm-hmm. And if they're... you buy skip the lines for both of them, then you'll be able yeah, to fit Yeah, you can be in them. and out. Like, you could easily be in and out of each within like 30 minutes tops. Yeah, we just took our time because yeah. they like let us hang out for <laughs> a while. Yeah. So thank you to both to both of those haunts. That was an amazing. That was a really fun time. And Hell's Gate specifically, just because like I've never had the experience of being backstage at a like really, really fucking professional haunt. And yeah, yeah, that was really incredible and so much fun and made the experience like even creepier somehow. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Even though we were like, we literally were just talking to you about like makeup. Yeah, but they (laughs) but the makeup is so good. And yeah. like they were already all in makeup and in character. And so I think that was kind of, I don't know. It was like, it was, it was just very cool. It was, I can't say enough good things about it. Plus I really like the kind of backs, like after you go through the house, um, there's like a hangout area that has like drinks and food and they, it's like very Halloween town vibes. They had like all these photo booths and like giant pumpkins and trees and like, it was just. It and just, the characters were out there too. Mm-hmm. Like they had a couple that just kind of wander through the yeah. park. So you could be like eating and having a conversation and you look over and one of them sitting next to you just like silently. Yeah. And they <laughs> would like come up to you. There was like this guy with like um, kind of like a teeth eye mask situation and he was doing a lot of juggling with knives and he did a really cool trick actually where he like pretended to throw a knife at me and then actually like threw it at the ground and I was like yeah. I don't e- I didn't even flinch because I was like I don't even know what's gonna happen here like I was just like whoa I was like I really probably should have flinched like that that is like not good <laughs> I'm like where what does that mean for my reactions like <laughs> This motherfucker's not actually going to stab me. And it's like the start of a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It just lands in you and you're like, oh, 
Fuck. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Well, <laughs> at least I didn't look like an asshole. I didn't flinch. <laughs> oh, my God. That's too funny. Okay, so from that, we are going to transfer into a few haunted houses that we would never go to. I don't even know if you can call these houses for real. No, no. Um, these are some real fucked up haunted houses, not, not the haunts that we wanted to go to. And I think... Yeah, I've, I've had a couple. So the, there was a I feel like there's a trend a couple years ago, maybe like 2010s, like, you know, 2011 or so, where like it was very cool to have like a torture haunted house where you had to go Ugh. and sign a waiver. There was one in Minneapolis that I cannot I cannot think of the name of it, but it was called like the warehouse or something. My friend Christy went to it and said it was just like a completely traumatizing experience where you, it's like yeah. hours long and you're just being tortured the whole time and they're just playing on. It's not like a fun like these experiences were fun, like at the actors are having fun. They like want to scare you, but they don't want to like actually make you like have a panic attack it's like a scream (laughs) followed by a laugh yeah exactly we were doing it all night and it was so yeah and we were literally laughing so like at one point i think jace was like my stomach actually hurts because i've been laughing so much yeah and i'm like you're like both screaming from your diaphragm and you're laughing at the same time it's a lot (laughs) but like these are not that so i don't know do you want me to to dive in first okay so i'm gonna be talking about McKamey Manor. Um, and this actually, there's a documentary that you guys can watch about this. I can't remember what it's called, but if you Google McKamey Manor documentary, I'm sure there's you'll find it. There's a few it. out there. Travel Channel does a feature on yeah. it, too. Um, and this is an extreme, extreme haunted house um, that makes you sign a 40-page waiver. So I'm going to be going through a Washington Post article from 2019 about it. It's written by Marissa Atai. Um, and yeah, so basically before anyone can enter the survival horror challenge at McKamey Manor, there's a physical exam. Then there's a background check, a phone screen, a 40 page waiver and a drug test. And if all that goes according to yes, probably because they don't want you to like flip out and like and like fight back. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because I'm sure like also anybody who does this is like not mentally sound. I mean, I'm sorry if you've done it, but like I. I mean, like, I'm not mentally sound, which is why I love to go to haunted houses, but not these ones. <laughs> no, definitely not these. Um, so if you pass all of that, um, participants have to watch a two-hour documentary featuring every person who has attempted the haunted house in the past two years. So McKamey Manor is based in Summertown, Tennessee, and it bills itself as an audience participant event in which you will live your own horror movie. Understand that each tour will be based upon your personal fears and can last up to 10 hours, the website says. Each guest will be mentally and physically challenged until you reach your personal breaking point. Like 10 hours? I was exhausted after 15 minutes last night. Like my (laughs) my adrenaline was pumping. I was and I wasn't even that scared. I was just like excited and like getting jump scared, like left and right. Like, wah! Like this is but Anyway, so right now there's an online petition with tens of thousands of signatures um, that says it's a a front for a torture chamber, and it urges Tennessee state officials to shut down the attraction. Um, But the complicated screening process for McKinney Mammer, it's meant to select participants who can be easily manipulated as the attraction's cast duct tapes their heads, forces them to eat things, and waterboards them. 
Um, the petition's been signed more than 67,000 times um, as of 2019, so not sure what's what's happened with that so far. But um, I believe they had to move. Oh, interesting. They have one in Nashville and one in Huntsville, Alabama. This is insane. It's literally just a kidnapping and torture house, the petition said. Some people yeah. have had to seek professional psychiatric help and medical care for extensive injuries. Yeah, and... It's like they do all the fear factor shit, but plus blood, plus like puke, plus like waterboarding, like just hours and and hours of torture. And they're filming the whole thing. The whole time. Yeah. So it's like a very much a humiliation thing where like you're being and there's also I, I think I'm remembering this correctly in the documentary. It talks about like sometimes it's like kind of creepy sexual too. It, they, like no one gets like actually assaulted, but like mm-hmm. they talk to you in a very like essay ad- adjacent way. And like if yeah. that like if that's one of your fears, they will like break you down that way, which I think is like so incredibly fucked up. Like I can't. Yeah. And what does that do for you except create more trauma? Right. I mean. I mean, it's not going to help you. It's not going to, like, help you work through anything. It's not going to be productive. Um, No. That's why we're like, just take ketamine or DMT. (laughs) So the reason that they film, McKamey says, is because he wants to have films every visit. So he has proof of what happened, like, things that happened or didn't happen during the visit. He says, there's no torture. There's nothing like it. But under hypnosis, you can make someone believe that there's something really scary going on. It's just a journey in their own mind and not reality. Does he not watch the video he takes? Like, there's nothing... No. I mean, it's straight up... Like, when you watch these videos, people are, like, sobbing and crying. And, like, allegedly, I think there's supposed to be a safe word. But, like, there's... I think in the docu... Again, in the documentary that I watched, like, probably two years ago. So I really should have done... They, like, asked to tap out. They're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Like, and then they stop. Then everything stops. Yeah. Um, Which is wild. He calls the manor an interactive experience that relies on mind games to make people believe things that aren't things are happening that aren't really happening. He says people aren't really waterboarded, for example, but he uses <laughs> hypnosis and other mind control techniques that put that thought in their heads. This guy is a lunatic. If you're good enough and you're able to get inside somebody's noggin like I can, I can make folks believe whatever I want them to believe, he said. Mind you, this is a house in the suburbs. Yes. Like, it's just someone's Just in the suburbs in Tennessee. Yeah. So he, this man served in the Navy for 23 years. He moonlit as a wedding singer. (laughs) He started the manor 30 years ago as a cross between his theatrical background and his love for haunted houses. At all that time, no one has completed the manor experience. But, like, I'm sorry, if it lasts for up to 10 hours, like, what is, what's, how would, how would somebody complete that? I feel like there is no way to complete it. They would just keep going because there's like a $20,000 prize if you get to the end. Yeah. So they just keep going until the person breaks. There's no way to no to go through the whole thing. So reservations are required and only one or two people are allowed in at a time. Participants have to be over 21 or between 18 and 20 with a parent's permission. Guests who are pregnant, claustrophobic, have seizures, respiratory or heart issues are urged not to participate. The cost of admission is a bag of dog food for McKamey's five dogs. And I think also like dog rescue charity mm-hmm. because like legally, I don't think he's like allowed to charge for this experience, which yeah, is he's not licensed for it. 
No. It's also all the more fucked up because it's like, what are you really getting out of this other than like the psychological pleasure of torturing people? Well, and the fame. Like, we're talking about it. Right. I guess that's true. Yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, he, he's on this pod, so I mean, he's really made it. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So Such participants start the tour with a chance to earn $20,000 and lose $500 every time they fail an activity. He also takes away $500 if a guest says a curse word. Since what? cursing is not allowed at the manor. I'm like the All most straight laced guy you can think of. But here I run this crazy haunted house and people twist it around in their little minds. Wow. That's He's offensive. invested. <laughs> He's invested more than a million dollars in the attraction, which is a mobile experience. Guests start in Summertown, but McKamey transports them to different locations in Tennessee and rents out other people's farms and abandoned buildings for the stunts. Oh, my God. This is wild. So in the documentary, it's like there's this girl who she looks, I'm sorry, she looks a mess. Like she's thin. She already looks kind of like rattled before she even goes in. And she's like, yeah, this is my third time. Like, why? (laughs) And I'm pretty sure she's like on record being like, yeah, it's like literally torture. Like it's Mm -hmm. horrible. He should be shut down. But then she keeps coming back. Yeah, and there are so many reviews on YouTube about people being like, this legitimately ruined my life. Yeah, it is certainly seems like not the experience that I would personally like to do, but... No. No. What what do you got? (laughs) So, I have one from LA Mag, um, and it is called... uh, the title of the article is All Year Long, People Are Paying Good Money to Be Terrified. It should be tortured, but mm-hmm. it's terrified. Yeah. Um, so they talk about McKamey Manor here, but um, I will be talking about the Heretic Horror House. Or her- Heretic. Heretic? Heretic. Heretic, I think. Yeah, Heretic. Um, so this is an underground interactive haunt, which essentially puts participants inside their very own horror movie. Would you guys exchange notes or something? Yeah, it seems like that's kind of like a common theme here. It's like, (laughs) I like to watch horror movies. Like, I personally would not like to be inside of one. No, because we're like, you dumb bitch, don't open that door. Well, I'm like, if I was inside a horror movie, it would be a really fucking boring horror movie because the moment I saw a ghost or anything fucked up, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. See you later. You're <laughs> like, oh, this I'm house. drive to my mom's house. It'd be like, oh, should we split up? No, you know, I don't think we should split up. I think we should stay together and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> Did you see that commercial? Anyway. So, um, yeah, the same. At Heretic, I get really manipulative, um, and I mess with my clients' heads a little more than I would with a general audience. Um, And he says, without an ounce of menace. So he's saying this is like a casual casual guy. Yeah, which Um, is extra scary. Like, that's how you know somebody is really psychotic. If they can say (laughs) shit like that with a completely straight face, you're like... Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go <laughs> once like, again. So see you're you later. Crazy. I'm gonna go. Um, 
he says that we have the capability of providing a very, very boutique experience where you can be in a burning house if you want to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I frequently am like, I wish I was in a burning house. Like, I (laughs) consider setting my own house on fire. (laughs) But he says, if you're like, I want the end of the haunt to be a burning house and I have to escape, we can create that for you. Which is kind of cool. It's it better is. than McKamey Manor where they're just like spitting on you. It does seem more like you could work, maybe work through some trauma here. So Heretic is one of a handful of companies paving the way in the emerging world of year-round immersive horror, which is what I guess they're calling it. Mm-hmm. The guests interact with disturbing storylines in ways that are often uncharacteristic, which I'm not sure what that means in this context. And enthusiasts claim life-changing. Clients sign up for a grueling theatrical stimulation or simulation ooh, that can last for hours, in which the night's festivities might include being blindfolded, bound, mock strangled, which uh, mock? Uh, Are you just choking him a little bit? <laughs> yeah, like what is that mock? Like how do you? simulate a strangulation like on an actual person without actually like closing your airways a little bit like you know yeah um so or you can be pushed off of a building as part of an elaborate horror-centric narrative the trend is national new york's pioneering show blackout draws crowds for its avant-garde productions and san diego's mckamey manor i wonder if he had to move to -hmm. california yeah when was this this yeah oh this was written in 2018 so maybe he moved to uh tennessee yeah because la was like yeah weird for us yep yeah, at Heretic, a st- uh, standard experience costs from $120 to $150. Although the word standard might be a bit of a misnomer, Mercado, the owner, rents new spaces and writes fresh scripts for every event. That's kind of cool. So now I'm now I'm going to a torture haunted mm-hmm. house. No. <laughs> You're like that's I don't know. I'm <laughs> no. convincing myself here. This sounds. I kind of want <laughs> But for guests interested in exercising fears of the burning house variety, there are private VIP experiences which allow participants the opportunity to mold the show around their own fears. VIPs can expect tailored storylines, Hollywood-level stunts, and astounding $5,000 to $20,000 price tags. Nearly all of which goes right back into covering production costs. I bet yeah. a $20,000 would be like a celebrity man like Army Hammer coming in and being like, I want to kill somebody. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and they I make, feel like make that happen. It'd be like, I want to hunt a human. Like, that's like one of those like, like purge situations. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. But I would not. I wouldn't be surprised if like, give me. Wasn't there grand. a horror movie that came out like in like. A couple years ago, that was like rich people, like literally hunting people for sport. Like, there's been several iterations of it. It's called the the greatest game, I think, the mm-hmm. original play. Mm-hmm. But everything has even Squid Game was a little bit like that. Squid Game is they, very much like that. Also, um, what's the one where the girl gets married and then has to like? Oh, 
fuck. Her name's Grace. I see the picture. Oh, it's so uh, good. Ready, ready or not. Or not. Ready, ready or not. Yeah. Yeah, ready or not. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that was a game too. So, yeah, I don't know, you guys. I these just don't have. I don't have any desire to spend twenty thousand dollars to literally be in a horror movie like no. when when I could just go to the movie theater especially as like in okay so I'm looking up more about McKamey Manor on this is from Wikipedia but they're saying that journalist Tara West has mentioned that in the communities where the tourist station residents question how the attraction stays legal even with a waiver participants participants may also be drugged during their experience Whoa. and uh, part of the waiver signed by participants lists possible risks, including having teeth extraction, being tattooed, and having your fingernails removed. And according to a participant oh. named Laura Hertz Brotheron, in a visit to the manor in 2016, she repeated her safe word for several minutes before employees stopped torturing her. And she <gasps> later had to go to the hospital for extens- extensive injuries. Oh, so, I mean, like, my God. These are not necessary. I don't know. Like, it's just... That, like, the one in Tennessee right now has so many complaints in Lawrence County. Apparently, like, neighbors will call the police. Like, they f- saw this woman being dragged screaming from a van as a part of her experience, saying, stage or not, this is simply something that nobody wants anywhere near us. Yeah, like, no yeah. shit. I don't care if it's, like, real or not. I don't, like, if it's not a, if it's a haunted house, it's, like, literally making, like, dragging people screaming into a van, like, next door. Like, I don't know. How do you it. know if it's real or not? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah. it, you could be covering up a lot of, like, really fucked up shit. Just, in like, plain that, sight. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. This is a little interesting. Um, just kind of a quote on the psychology of these kinds of haunts, or mm-hmm. just haunts in general. So they, they're they saying, like, what brings people to these attractions? And he's like, it's usually the unknown that terrifies the majority of guests, says John Granillo, a scare actor who has been working for Heretics since its inception. What lurks in the shadows and what lays beyond their sight. Although the rise of immersive horror as a pleasure-seeking activity might seem odd, emerging research can help explain the draw. Margie Kerr, a professor of sociology at the University of Pittsburgh, has studied fear and haunted houses for years. I want that job. I want that job. In her I book, feel like you kind of have that job. We're just not paid for it. <laughs> we just do it, you know, on, on the weekends. Um... So, in her book, Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear, I have to write that down because I want to read it, Um, she discusses how haunted houses may theoretically help participants increase their ability to engage in cognitive reappraisal or the practice of redefining an experience and attaching new meaning to it. So, Mm. it's like EMDR, almost, where it rewires your brain. Yeah, but it's like EMDR done outside of a psychiatric setting with no, like yeah. no no one who's trained. So, and like I feel like I'm less interested in why people go to haunted houses and I'm more interested in why people work at haunted houses like those. That was it at the end of one of the documentaries, like a bunch of the haunt actors were talking about you guys are going way too far. Like, some of them are calling another one of the guys out. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the kind of people you get 
to work there. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like the type of person that would be okay with like, even if you're not physically actually waterboarding someone, if you are, if, which I think that they are, because like, yeah. I don't think you can actually hypnotize somebody into thinking that they're being waterboarded. Like, no, you're probably doing something that is like pretty close to it or like basically it. Like, it's yeah. not like, I, it's like you, I, uh, I don't know. I just, it, that really scares me. The type of pe- person that would be really okay with working at a house like that. I don't know. That's yeah. Just seems really, really dark. <laughs> yeah. So to to end this part, um, the theory of of going to these haunted houses is not just that we are getting a natural high and shutting down our executive functioning, but that our stress tolerance undergoes a kind of recalibration mm-hmm. when we push ourselves to the extreme. The everyday things that used to bother us just don't seem like that big of a deal anymore. That's, I, there's definitely something to that, which is yeah. probably why, like, we like scary but, like, movies. Our haunted houses are fun. Like, yeah. I feel like ours do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Not these torture ones. Right. Like, I don't think you have to go that far to do that. I also yeah. think there's, like, other, like, just do ENDR. <laughs> like, just go do right. that. <laughs> if you have trauma, get professional help don't take it in your own hands and like go rogue yeah like don't put it in the hands of like somebody who is so mentally fucked up that they're gonna like work at a torture chamber for a living like an an actual (laughs) torture chamber like yeah that seems like not the person that i need working on my trauma no no thank you no thank you no all right so to end this we have a couple little stories of where people were actually killed in mm-hmm. Halloween attractions. We do. All right. Do you want to go first? Yes. Do you want me? Um, oh, go ahead. We're going to kind of go back and forth on this ranker list um, written by Mr. Harrison Tem- Tenpass. Thanks, Harrison, for the content. <laughs> um, the first here is, so this is, these are all examples of haunts gone wrong, which I feel like part of the fun of going to a haunt is like being like, this does feel like the beginning of a horror movie where we're like joking around and like, yeah. you know, we're like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. We're going to be laughing the whole time. And like, here are some stories of times <laughs> when that did not work out so well for the people that went to them. So in September 2017, a 21-year-old man named Che Young died after he was struck with a piece of moving machinery in a haunted house. Che Young made his way through a maze called Buried Alive, which is part of a Halloween-themed fest at Ocean Park in Hong Kong. Five minutes after entering, park attendants found Chung unconscious in the maze, and the local government believes he entered into an area for mechanical operations that was not open for visitors and was hit by a mechanical part. Yeah. He was pronounced dead at the hospital, and the government ordered the ride closed after the fatal accident. That's similar to, I feel like, some of our... um, ride stories where people would like go get hat like be like oh i lost my hat and then get like decapitated by oh yeah just stay on the path you know don't don't run off the path at haunted attractions it's hard like i've pushed on walls that i thought oh totally like it would be really easy to do that 100 percent. now like thinking back to like our old Juliet strobe light experience like I could have very easily like fallen into a hole like <laughs> had there been something that was like easily accessible like had there just been like a well in the middle of that that you could just fall into like I would have turned out just like Samara <laughs> I would <laughs> I would be like making that psychic videotape as we speak <laughs> like I'd still be down there 
I'd be making a much different podcast. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, so the next one. Um, oh, God, this is dark. <laughs> I'm not going to read the title because it kind of gives it all the way up front. Mm-hmm. Um, in September 1957, in the small farming community of Utica, Kansas, local parents and school officials were growing worried about the extent to which the high school seniors were hazing the incoming freshmen. Annual gymnasium parties commemorating the new pupils had resulted in too much roughhousing, so English teacher Betty Stevens and Principal William Hobart Sally devised something different for their students. Mrs. Stevens led her charges to an abandoned farmhouse a couple of miles outside of town. This is a wild solution. This That is, wow, yeah, that is quite. <laughs> she and some other school staff had de- uh, decorated the dilapidated home as a haunted house for a pre-Halloween party. The centerpiece was Principal Sally, who would pretend to be hanging in the middle of a dark room, covered in grease, paint, and ketchup to simulate blood. This is the 50s. This is in 1957. They went hard back then. Jesus Christ. This is intense. This is off the cuff. This would not get past HR these days, but like, you know what? (laughs) I love the creativity. I love the creativity there. Um, But... (laughs) The students did indeed get a kick out of the moaning, limply hanging principal. But when Mrs. Stevens slipped out of the party to get a picture of Sally, she'd made a shocking discovery. He had he had slipped, causing the noose to tighten on his neck. The moaning and struggling the principal had been doing was not acting at all. The students <gasps> actually witnessed the slow, painful death. Of Mr. Sally. Oh, my. Well, that'll teach him to haze people. There we go. <laughs> Lesson learned. That is. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so traumatizing. Are you. What? And he was First of all, like. For like an hour. Like moaning, more. being like, help me. Are you kidding me? That. I can't. I, can't. I also feel like. That a pretend <laughs> hanging is like so so horrifying like i just feel like it's too much you're doing too much and it's also too risky like Mm -hmm. there's always there's too many pretend hanging gone wrong stories i don't want to i don't oh my god yeah yeah oh my god (laughs) that was one all right okay here's another one okay (laughs) in october 1990 17 year old brian jewell was working at lakewood at a lakewood new jersey haunted hayride performing a stunt he had done several times before in the act, Jewel would simulate hanging himself with a fake noose by stepping off a platform about one foot off the ground. That night, however, the noose, which was designed not to tighten, inexplicably tightened and choked and killed him when he stepped off the platform. <laughs> and once again, about 40 people unwittingly saw a real hanging corpse as a tractor driver became concerned later when it dawned on him that he had not delivered his usual scripted speech. <laughs> so I just think, like, let's stop. Let's stop I'm the... Sorry. <laughs> I can't with that. It's so senseless. Like it, it makes it's just like I don't under, uh, like if you're going to do a fake hanging, maybe just do like a not real person, like do a yeah, fake body. Do like, like an animatronic or something. I just feel like the margin of error is so thin on this and <laughs> I, like if it's possible that you could potentially be killed by it, like don't do it. Don't do just it. Just don't do it. 
Just don't do it. Especially, <laughs> oh God, because like no one's going to realize that you're actually dying. They're all going to think it's a part of the attraction. They know. <sighs> that, all right. That is grim. <laughs> this other one is just a sad one. So I'll do, this is the last one. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, Phantom Manor, a popular haunted house at Disneyland Paris, is designed to offer its guests a frightful but harmlessly fun experience. <clears throat> it is a heavily visited mystery-based amusement ride at the park. In April 2016, however, Disney cast and crew members made a, dis- a grisly discovery at Phantom Manor. A 45-year-old technician was found electrocuted to death. Disney closed the ride, allowing the police to perform a proper investigation. And then I'm sure they opened it right back up. Yeah, right back. I'm sure it's, you can, I mean, now it's truly a haunted manor, I guess. Disneyland Paris. (laughs) I'm surprised we even heard about it. I I know, I'm surprised we haven't either. I guess Paris is tight on their, uh. Their, their death. People are voice. allowed to die at Disney Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much more French. Wow. Wow, well, wow, wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't have, have you, time to watch anything this weekend, really. I just haven't you been really doing 31 it. Days of Horror? Yeah, but my first two were the haunted houses. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's only day three. Um, I did have New Year, New You on, which is a, a rewatch, but it's a really good one. It's like a good catty girl mm-hmm. slasher-ish kind of Kind of, of a Heather situation? Yes. Kind of. Like Jawbreaker? But it's very much 2020, like influencer. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That actually sounds really fun. I might you would like it. That. I think you would really like it. It's got like awesome clothes and everything. But yeah, that and Peaky Blinders, which I have mm-hmm. just watched five seasons of in four days. Easy to consume. <laughs> Goes down smooth. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're all just so hot. Um, I watched I watched Hocus Pocus two, which oh, so did I. It was wow. fine. It was not. It not does not hold a candle to the original, but a you black know, flame I, I just candle. It does not hold a black flame candle to the original. And, like, I just, like, they continuously, they just have to keep making the virgin joke. Like, it it was funny the first time. It's no longer funny. We get it. Like, you've had sex. These are children also. You're acknowledging that in a children's movie. Like, congratulations. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Yeah, that um, is pretty creepy when, when I think about it. Like, I feel like the the 90, the 93 movie did it well and that, like, it was, like, good innuendo. Like, this was, like, very obvious. Like, well, why can't you light the candle? (laughs) Well, you know, because (laughs) it's just like, all right, like, we don't, I don't need to be, no. And then I watched um, The Wretched yesterday before you came over. Have you seen it? No, but I've seen, it's on my, like, recommended watches. Mm-hmm. I basically, I went into Huluween, and I'm going through, they've got, like, li- their little sections of, like, scary, very scary, scary, extremely scary. scary. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So I did, I think The Wretched was a very scary, and it was, it was pretty spooky. It was good. Um, It had, like, some maybe problematic, misogynistic undertones when I really think about it, but I don't think it was Shocker. intentional. <laughs> I don't think it was intentional. I just think that's like the way of this pati- particular yeah. witch um, 
she can only possess women's bodies. So they're like, it's like any woman could be this like evil person. And oh, you're like, hmm. all women are witches. All women are witches. Yeah. I mean, but we are. But. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched today, I watched The Vigil. Have you seen that? Um, I don't think so. It no, was. But it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's all it, that was in the very scary section, like or like the extremely the, scary. I tried yeah. to watch one called The Final Right. I th- I want to say it's British. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw I that. Couldn't I couldn't get through it. Really, it was so boring. <laughs> so boring. Was it like a like a demonic one? Yeah, it was like a sleep paralysis demon situation. Oh, oh and like that could have been good. I know. And I read it and I was like, this sounds right up my alley. And then I yeah. was literally like 30 minutes in and I was like, come oh, on. <laughs> yeah. The vigil is pretty good. It is kind of slow, but it's like it's kind of it's very psychological horror. It's like about like a, a formerly Hasidic Jewish man who's asked to sit Shiva. in. Yeah, sit Shiva for a night and this man who has died had was haunted by a demon who also begins to haunt this man Ooh, so it's very that. yeah it's good but it's i mean it's kind of it's kind of sad because it's all about like i mean like most horror is it's about like you know trauma and regret and like you know deep deep grief <laughs> so that's, that's what I was like watching right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's what I was watching right before we jumped into this. So I feel like I'm not, I'm not very peppy today, dude. Well, <laughs> and that and our adrenaline stores have been like fully drained. Like I had a hard time staying awake today just because we were literally two nights in a row, running, screaming, mm-hmm. laughing, like all the endorphins. Yeah, yeah. it's been a so, lot. I, just like, I guess I'll sleep. end this with saying that. <laughs> If you're if you're interested in ending this on a high note, there are photos of Marlon Brando as a young man giving a blowjob on Reddit that you can find. <laughs> so if you're interested, up, hold on. I woke up from a nap today. I took a nap after work before re- recording, and the text that shows up on my phone that wakes me up is, "You guys, I just found a picture of Marlon Brando giving a blowjob on Reddit." And I was like, I'm awake. <laughs> Happy Monday to me, baby. <laughs> um, oh so, yeah, that's that's something that I, I just would like to take a moment to celebrate. Bicon and Stone Cold Hottie uh, Marlon Brando, Brando. was openly bisexual throughout his time and was kept a very large gay porn collection throughout his years. And. In that gay porn collection, which they found after he died, is a photo of him with James Dean. <laughs> I don't think it's of James Dean. <laughs> well, and I just love like all the bros who like idolize um, Godfather, mm-hmm. and I just want to be like, you want to you know, be like that guy sucks dick. Right? That guy, that guy fucks, and <laughs> guy he does fucks. not care who. <laughs> Although he does care who, because everybody that he fucks is extremely hot. He, like me, is attracted to everyone hot. (laughs) That is a very profound thing to say, Caroline. Like me. (laughs) There is no gender here. It's just, are you hot? Are you hot? Yes. Oh, blonde. Oh, yeah. Speaking of hot. Speaking of hot. Anna de Armas. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she's very much Italian. It seems like an Italian movie. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, she looks amazing. I just have seen, a, once again, similar to Dahmer, although this is a, like a little bit different than Dahmer. I've mm. just seen a lot of like, I, I follow a bunch of like historical photo accounts and kind of like, which is also how I know a lot about Marlon Brando being bi. Um <laughs> Because this one historical photo account that I follow is amazing. It's called Vintage X Past. It's on Instagram. And it's run by this girl. She's like, I think she must be like 19 now. But she started it when she was like 16. And I've been following it for years. And... (laughs) Um, she, she posts like really, really in-depth stories on Twitter and then posts them on Instagram, kind of just in like a, whatever, like in carousels. Yeah. yeah. And they're all about like historical figures and I fact checked them and like, she like does her fucking research. Like she knows what she's talking about. So Love it. one of like, she loves Marilyn Monroe and did this like extreme deep dive on her and like fucking hates blonde because mm-hmm. it's based on a novel obviously it's like not based Written by on joyce carol Oates. that did you repost that the Mm-mm. one the thing that i read it's like no. joyce carol Oates shouldn't have even written this book like she has no idea oh yeah. <laughs> oh no who who reposted that it was it was like it was she has no idea what it's like, to, like be to be hot <laughs> she's a, she's a frumpy writer who has like, no idea what it's like to be hot and it's like okay go off damn. we're like all right that's uh <laughs> that is an interesting criticism of this but like i guess it just like it just doesn't really accurately portray her life and really makes it out to seem like she was just kind of a victim in all things and like was constantly being assaulted um which apparently uh, like yeah. didn't really like i don't there's like i'm not sure whether or not she actually ever even hooked up with president Kennedy like there's like a lot of debate around that and that photo that everybody thinks is them is actually like a staged photo from like Vogue like a couple years later like not Mm. of actually of them or I don't know if it's from Vogue but it's like not a real it's not a picture of them that scene is really uncomfortable to watch yeah and like they don't they make it seem like he raped her like well he pushes her head down and like he's on the phone he like doesn't even talk to her ew and there's like someone else in the room like one of his security people no you know who actually hooked up with marilyn monroe in a consensual manner marlon brando <laughs> <laughs> yeah marlon brando fucks that shit marlon brando <laughs> um but yeah i just feel like there's like a lot of stuff about her that just never actually gets out like she was like a really smart person she loved to read she well, yeah that's it she talks about reading chekhov and yeah. dostoevsky and they're like yeah okay she, like, started up her own production company. She was, like, a champion of, like, equal pay for women. She, like, mm-hmm. walked off set once when she found out that um, Frank Sinatra was making, like, three times more than her. And then, like, they were trying to fire her, and they realized they couldn't because the movie wouldn't be shit without her. So they gave her what she wanted. It's she was like Prefer Blondes. Mm-hmm. It was her Hi. co-star, who was the brunette, um, was getting, like, $100,000, and she was getting five. Mm-hmm. 5000 and she was like, I'm not doing it. I'm the blonde in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah. So she demanded, yeah. Fuck yeah. Blonde. Good for her. And she also was, like, very into, like, 
gay rights and into racial equity. Like she was like a badass, like similar yeah. to Frank Sinatra, where like he would be like, I'm not performing at this club unless you unless unless you like oh, let Frank my black Sinatra friends perform with very me. Very problematic, though. He was a yeah. very big abuser of women. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm not saying he was like great on all things, but he was not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. OK, but well. anyway, Mary. Uh, Go look up Marlon Brando on Reddit. <laughs> Have a nice evening. Um, we're going to go to some more haunts um, over the next few weeks in yeah. October. And we're really pumped. So we're going to keep bringing you... We're going to do like a little section at the end, probably. Yeah. We won't do like a whole other haunt episode, but... Yeah. Um, what we do have is several listener stories. I think enough for an episode now. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think so, I, too. Look forward to that one with some haunt stuff sprinkled. Yeah, and please feel free. We can always use more. So send us more Mm -hmm. and we'll just make it like a two hour long episode as we do. (laughs) (laughs) We really try and cut it down, but you know, we we just don't want to. (laughs) All right. Follow us on Instagram at Ghoul Gang Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Ghoul Gang Pod 666. Follow me on Instagram at Grace's Gold and Caroline at Coraline Maria on Instagram and Coraline X Maria on Twitter. And email us those ghost stories at ghoulgangpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And Getting that down like a commercial at this point. You absolutely have. It's <laughs> really impressive, very smooth. It's amazing. <laughs> Sponsor us Instagram. <laughs> Seriously. Um. Oh, and yeah. leave a review if you would like to. That would Please. make us very happy. Yeah, five stars would be excellent. Yes. Anything less than that, you can write it on the bottom of your flip-flop and <laughs> walk outside, find the nearest pile of dog shit, and step in it. <laughs> <laughs> and that we will get it that way psychically. It's actually no like a really... No hard feelings <laughs> at all over here. No hard feelings. <laughs> all right. Ghoulies, keep it real. Crazy real. Keep it real. <laughs> I'm so tired. Goodbye. Bye. Red shark, red to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A kiss may be grand, but won't pay the rental on your humble flat, or help you at the automat. Men grow cold as girls grow old, and we all lose our charms in the end. Square cut or pear shape, these rocks don't lose their shape. Diamonds are a girl's best.